Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. with Coco. It is December 1st. That's the day I'm recording and I'm trying to keep in, keep on top of these things. I know, um, I've been a little sporadic with my repeats and everything, and I'm just trying to get back into the wave of everything before everything becomes chaotic again. Uh, just, just wanted to say happy late Thanksgiving. Uh, I was going to record this last week, but I got so (laughs) stuck in playing video games. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Um, Been grinding that Call of Duty uh, Black Ops Cold War. Got to tell you, they got to do some new shit with that because we've been recycling the same fucking four maps the whole time. And they added Nuketown, but they styled it like with 1984, which I'm guessing has to do with the theme of the Cold War. What the fuck ever? Not a history buff. But uh, I think that's probably why. (laughs) So uh, I hung out with Alicia and her children on Thanksgiving. We watched the stupidest version of the Thanksgiving Day Parade I've ever heard in my life. Uh, It was a lot of panning to no crowd. Now, panning to no crowd, dude. So it was the same style. They were still doing the balloons. They still had everything going on. And then, of course, no people. And then even the people that were there performing were wearing masks if they were too close to each other. There is no way that this was the best parade ever. I honestly was saying that they should have just played last year's parade because it was almost the same thing. The only thing I was happy about was Patti LaBelle and uh, forget the other one. Shit. Starlene's, Darlene something, I feel like. Anyway, I could be fucking wrong. Who knows? Um <coughs> excuse me, dry throat. I've been experiencing that a lot lately. Like, uh, I guess I'm dehydrated. Probably I'm dehydrated. (laughs) Uh, I've been so stressed out and busy at work that, you know, my appetite has changed again. And usually that changes with my mood. So I'm going through a little bit of a decline lately. So I'm feeling like food is not going to help me. And I just need to feel that emptiness for a bit. And then I'll eat something and then I'll feel sick. (laughs) So it's a vicious cycle of wanting to stuff my face with food along with, uh, do I want my stomach to hurt? Anyway, so that's the issues going on. Uh, Thanksgiving was awesome. Uh, Hanging out with Alicia and her kids was a lot of fun. I was picking on Jada, one of her daughters. I was kind of pissed though because... I was talking to Alicia about it like days before and she was like, oh yeah, Jade is excited for you to come over. Meanwhile, I come over and you know, kids do that shy shit where they pretend like, meh, like they don't like you, like, meh, like, <laughs> like they give you that cold shoulder and they're like, meh, and like, <laughs> like get away from me. I know it sounds like a 1950s gangster where they go, meh, say meh, <laughs> but that's not it. Um, 
But she was kind of like off to the corner. And every time I go, hey, Jada, sup? She would give me like the weirdest look. Like she would look at me like, uh, like, ew. <laughs> um, she must be getting her looks off of Shit's Creek because let me tell you, let me tell you, she is so deadpan for it. She's like so, she's so dramatic in like the simplest of ways, which is why I love her. Like she was trying to help Alicia cook some things. And I think it was like chocolate covered strawberries or something. And she was, they were melting the chocolate on the stove in like a bowl. Like she had some cool way of doing it that I've never seen before. And I cook a lot. And uh, she's, she kept poking it with a toothpick and the strawberry kept falling off into the chocolate. And she was like, oh gosh. I don't think I'm ever going to get this to stay on or, oh gosh, it's stuck in there. Like, it was so cute because I would have been like, ah, fuck. Like, <laughs> like, she was so cute about it. She was like, oh gosh, oh gosh. And I, and sometimes I, I like to be a little stupid and go, jeesh, every now and then. Like, even me and my, me and my people, they know I go sheesh every now and then or yikes or yuck or ick. Like, I make so many sounds via text. It's stupid. It really is stupid. So I was looking through, uh, speaking of Thanksgivings, I was looking through my Snapchat memories, and it was really fucking sad, man. I'm so sick of COVID, man. <laughs> oh, God. I looked through my Snapchat memories, and I was so pissed because we used to be so lit on Thanksgiving Eve. I have one of the best dancing memories ever. Like me, Alicia, her brother and her sister all went out to this place called um, Nina's. Okay. And DJ Ricky was there. Design Me was there. Uh, Joka was there. Zwade was there. Like uh, me and Zwade went together, but not in that kind of way. Uh, we we're just really cool. And I was like, I don't want to go by myself. And he wasn't going to go by himself. So we decided to just go together as friends. And he was kind of doing, uh, he was emceeing, which I think is always funny because he's like the hype man. He's always been a good hype man. And then he starts DJing sometimes, but he's, his best work is when he's uh, hyping it up because there was one part in the middle of the night that was so hysterical because he was like, go white people, go white people. And me and Alicia were like, fell out. Like we were on the floor laughing. <laughs> it was one of my favorite Thanksgivings. But you know, when you're in your 20s and can do that, because I think I was 27, because I'm 31 now, so it was at least three years ago. It's 27, 28. Uh, it was it was a party night. Okay, everybody was there. Design me was acting a damn fool like usual because whenever he gets emotional, he overdrinks and then he knocks shit over. So that's how that evening started. A lot of DJing shit that I've been to before COVID happened at Nina's. And sorry, I'm putting my hair up, so that probably sounded like I was far away for a second, but um. A lot of shit happened at Nina's and that was the spot for a while because we didn't have um, anywhere to go because Middletown is like a ghost town when it comes to entertainment before COVID even happened because there was just too many stupid assholes who would go and then cops would get called. <laughs> like, dude, can you just not fight for one evening? Like, we're just trying to dance and drink and have a good time and you guys have to box each other like right outside the venue. Get a life. Get it together. You are way too old. You probably have eight kids and should not be fighting like you're in high school during lunch. Because that's when most of the fights used to break out was during the lunch period. 
I don't know if you know this or can relate to this, but I went to Middletown High School and people were not playing around. We had the the biggest hall monitor, not hall monitor, security is what I should call them because they were fucking huge. Okay. And I would not have started a fight in front of these people for my life, but these bitches were crazy. And what's funny is a lot of these bitches now have about eight kids. <laughs> like I'm trying to figure out, I'm 31. I have no kids. I have no baggage besides debt, but who doesn't have that these days? And I'm sitting here trying to figure out how this chick can afford four kids. Like every other day, I feel like someone else is pregnant that I know. And I'm like, all right, can we not? Can we not just throw it in my face? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Pick the wrong mates. But anyway, <laughs> that's another, that's a story for another day. I don't want to get into that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've come to terms with it though, that, you know, some things just don't work out. Um, and, you know, I just have to like, I really just need to work on myself is what I think needs to happen. Um, I need to worry about myself. I need to think about things I want to do, where I want to be, where I want to go. And, you know, maybe that right person will come along. Uh, I don't really want to put pressure on it anymore. I'm just so tired of giving a fuck about too many things that I'm just ready to pack up and quit. Like, like I'm not even kidding. Like today. So this fucking bitch, I'm going to start with a short work story. So this fucking bitch, Dr. Blah, 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 because we're not going to say her name. Dr. Blah, blah comes into the office last week. I'm trying to catch up on work because when I went to Florida and came back, I had to be out an extra two days. So I was basically out almost two weeks. So when I came back to work, I had two weeks of work to finish, like to work out, figure out whatever. This bitch comes in here into my office. I'm sitting minding my own fucking business. I'm sitting at my desk doing work. She comes over and she's like, so you don't wear a mask then? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And she goes, you should when people come into the office. And I'm like, okay, thanks. Girl, I'm not wearing a mask all day. And I tell you that. And if this is going to become an issue, tell those stupid assholes in uh, in uh, plant ops, whatever, to fucking bring the plexiglass already. Because it's been three weeks since we asked for it. We're in December now, okay? It was actually, it was asked for before I even went to Florida. So it was probably October. So we're like almost two months later and I still don't have my plexiglass. Listen, listen. I understand COVID is a real thing. I understand people are getting it and some people are dropping like flies and some people aren't. I'm going to tell you something right now. If and when I get it, if I get it from that facility, I'm out. I'm peacing out. I'm not coming back. Do you know why? Because why would I subject myself to that shit again? Why? Like so many people now are calling the facility saying that, you know, so many people, so many employees yesterday were calling saying that they have COVID, like they're positive. I'm like, all right, girl, get off the phone before you transfer it via phone lines. Like, <laughs> stop calling here. I'm like, okay, I don't want it. So hang up. Like, <laughs> not that that's how you get it. But like, we're at the point where why not? Why not? Because, you know, in the facility now, we have to wear like either glasses or goggles. We have to have some kind of eye protection along with masks. And I'm like, all right, this is getting a little crazy now. Because, like, employees left and right are fucking getting it and calling, saying they have it? Like, what's going on? So, and then, of course, I'm talking to Mark, the director of activities, because me and him are cool and we have powwows every now and then. His daughter comes in 
And she's like, yeah, it's on, it's all, it's on this unit. And I'm telling you, it's going to spread through my unit. Da, da, da. Cause she works in housekeeping. So she's a BSW, which means she cleans. So, um, she cleans up on the units. So she'll know that's like the, um, the Alzheimer's dementia floor. And, uh, they fucking wander. So if one of them has that and starts wandering and touching things in every other unit, then it's going there too. And wandering residents don't like to sit still either. So they become combative and fight the staff. And I'm like, well, this place is going to be hell on earth. (laughs) This place is going to be hell on earth. My girl told me that she worked last night and another resident passed away. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. Like, Mm. One okay, so I had something saved for the end of this episode that I'm just gonna do now because I'm talking about work right now, and you know how I get with that. So, <laughs> backstory: last year when I was doing my when I was finishing up my bachelor's last spring, yes, I have a bachelor's degree. Ridiculous, I know. Um, <laughs> I got my uh, <clears throat> bachelor's in human services, baby. So if you're listening and you need an employee, I'm here. <laughs> Um, last spring. So the spring semester is January to May. And, um, I had to do an internship, which really fucked with my head because last year was actually when I got that job, when I got the job where I am now. And of course I had to meet with my advisor, Robin Rosenberg. She's the greatest at Mount St. Mary college. And, uh, she, um, she hooked me up. Because I told her that I was starting at this place where I am now. And she was like, oh, I know the director of activities. Let me see if I can get you in there. So, of course, she starts talking to him. Then he gets on the phone with me. And then, of course, I go in the next day or later that day, something like that. And I meet with him. And he's like, well, we can use you wherever you want to go. Like, what is it you have to do? And I'm like, well, I have to shadow somebody. And I have to have, like, a little bit of hands-on experience. So every Saturday, all the Saturdays for my spring semester, Jesus Christ, um, we used to, uh, I used to shadow a different activities person, um, mostly in the Glenmere building. I did Cowser one time because those are the two residential areas. Um, there's Cowser and then there's, uh, Glenmere. So I used to be mostly in Glenmere because Cowser, I did with one activities person and she was like the most boring person ever. Like she half-assed her job a lot. She's on maternity leave. Good for her, by the way, because COVID, no thanks. And um, uh, she was just so boring. And then there's another one there who she, they call her the walking dead because she does walk around the place like a zombie. Like it's the funniest thing. Like she just walks around like she has no brains and is looking for one. But it's also because she's on like a shit ton of medication, I found out. So she doesn't know how to function. Like maybe her chemicals are off, whatever. (laughs) Oh my God, I've seen some things in this place. Nothing crazy, like no abuse or anything. But like these employees, man. Gotta get it together. Excuse me, I had to go on. Yeah, it's getting late for me. I don't know what's happening, but... This season is becoming like the season of being tired of everything. (laughs) But in any case, so my job is going to be hell on earth very soon. Um, 
my boss, Arlene, today told me this morning that anyone that comes up to me, I should immediately put on a mask, which is fine. But like, you're embarrassing me in front of someone. Like I'm talking to someone and she's like, you know, Karen, you should really put on a mask when someone's talking to you. And I'm like, oh my God. Like I wanted to leave immediately. Like I know, I know they're not that close to me though. They're six feet away, six feet away from me. Like maybe they should wait outside then because I don't want to deal with this anymore. I really don't. I don't want to deal with people coming up to my desk asking me questions. I don't want to deal with Dr. Blah Blah coming in. I don't want to deal with anybody. The foot traffic in my office is ridiculous. The door's always shut, number one. Number two, I'm about to put a sign outside that says knock and someone will come greet you at the door. I would rather get up 50 times a day than have stupid ass nursing employees come over to me and ask me stupid fucking questions, you know? I've just had enough. <laughs> just had enough. Um, I've also, you know, I've come to realize like COVID has ruined everything this whole year. What has even happened? I think I've gotten everything that I love taken away from me this year. Everything. Not traveling though, because I went to Florida, came back and was still negative. So I don't know what the fuck people are doing that they're getting it. But obviously some people are not abiding by rules. And that's another thing. You guys are going to ruin it for everybody and we're going to get shut down again. Like this state is going to get locked down. I'm going to lose gym time. It's a fucking wreck. Meanwhile, you go to Florida and everybody's just straight chilling. Like even there was even an article that I read that said that, um, you know, some mayor, I'm not sure if it was in Florida or something, but they said like the mayor and the decisions they've made have caused COVID cases to go down. I think, um, something like that, but, you know, and they were saying that, you know, governor Cuomo should fucking, you know, take some notes <laughs> or the mayor should take some notes as to what's going on so that they could, we could be on the same level. It was something crazy like that. I don't really want to read that article right now. Cause who cares? But in passing, I saw that and I thought it was really funny. Cause I was like, they're fucking right though. It's so chill down there. Like, we have spikes up here because people don't know how to act. I'm sure there are still tourists, too. You're not going to tell me that tourists have stopped coming to New York. Because besides San Francisco and what other place? Florida, maybe? Uh, New York is like the hot take. Everybody's going to New York. You're not going to tell me shit. By the way, that flight wasn't bad. That was actually both ways it wasn't bad. Well, it was bad coming back. <laughs> Because the hurricane that we were leaving atop, like we were flying on top of it. Anyway, um, it, it's even ruining like dining experiences. Like you walk in, you wear a mask, and then you take your mask off when you sat down at the table. What fucking sense does that make? Like you, you, you have to wear a mask walking into any place, but then like you go to a table and you take your mask off. Like, did you go through the portal of Narnia and are in a section where the air is clean? Where are we? Like, that's what I laugh at. I'm like, it doesn't make a fucking difference because you have your mask on to walk in and it's not like, it's not like the air has boundaries. You know, it's not like there's a finite space where there's COVID air and then clean oxygen. It's not a thing. So this is stupid. <laughs> it's not a thing. 
Um, also, I've been falling down the TikTok rabbit hole a lot lately. Like, I, what's funny is a lot of females post like dancing videos and like guys mostly post stupid videos of goofy shit. Like it's either a mix of the two and then you have like the gay guys posting funny shit because they like to dress up in drag. Like I seen, I saw one, excuse me, I don't speak like that. I saw one of a man dressing in drag as, um, what the hell? Frank Furter. That's what it is. I was about to say Frank and Weenie. Oh my God. I don't even know why Frank and Weenie came to my head. Frankfurt, Frankfurter. <laughs> Frankenfurter. Whatever his name was. Okay. I forget from Rocky Hour Picture Show. It was Tim Curry's character. Now I got to look it up because I'm mad. <laughs> I'm so mad at this. Let's see. Rocky Horror Picture Show. There we go. Came out in 1975, by the way. What a long time ago. Mm-mm. <laughs> Let's see. Frankenfurter. Yep. See, I was, I was right the last time around. <laughs> Shit. Um, my friend, this is a good story. So in middle school, my friend Helena was obsessed with Rocky Horror. And anytime I see anything with Rocky Horror in it, I tag her in it. She doesn't have her own personal Facebook anymore. She like, she goes by her dog's name on Facebook, whatever. Um, but she was obsessed with that movie so much. And like, at that point, I feel like me and her had a difference in what was cool for Halloween. Uh, she dressed like magenta with the gold, with the gold suit and the rainbow bustier and all of it. Um, she looked good. She looked very good. She had the top hat, everything. Um, but yeah, there's a picture of me and her. <laughs> I don't even know where this picture is. There's a picture of me and her on her couch before we went to this Halloween dance. And all I have is like makeup on. My hair is in a bun and I have jeans and a t-shirt. Like I wasn't even, you know, I wasn't even dressed up for Halloween. Like what was I even doing? <laughs> but, um, yeah. So the guy on TikTok was singing the song that, that, um, oh my God, if my memory fails me anymore, I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. And I'm getting mad. Um, he was, he would dress like Frankenfurter, but every time the song would, uh, oh, Transsexual Transylvania. That's what he was singing. Jesus. So the name of the song was how Tim Curry's character, Frankenfurter, greeted Susan Sarandon and Barry Bostwick's characters of Janet and Brad, which I love. Love, love, love. Rocky Horror Picture Show for that. Because that's one of those things you have to watch traditionally on Halloween. Like, there's even, um, there's a movie theater. I forget what it's called. Um, but it's in Chelsea, I think. <clears throat> and every Halloween, I don't think they did it this year probably because of fucking, um, COVID. But every year on Halloween, they used to do the sing-along. For Hockey Horror Picture, people would dress up, they would sing the lines, sing the songs, they would say the lines from it, and it was just awesome. And I always wanted to do it. And I'm really mad that COVID came through because I think this would have been the year that I would have went down to the city for that. Because that would have been so much fun and that would have been quite an experience and like once in a lifetime kind of thing. By the way, I can't believe it's even December right now. Where the fuck did this year go? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea where this year went. Let me tell you something. 
back to this TikTok shit, because I don't want to get off track and be all depressing about how Ooh, it's the end of the year. What are we going to do next year? I don't know. Lay down and die. <laughs> so some of these girls on TikTok are so cute. Like, where are these people? You, you know, you go out in public and you're like, wow, all these uglies. And then you go on like social media and shit and there's beautiful people everywhere else. Like, why do you get stuck with the ugly people in person and you have to find social media to look at something nice? <laughs> like, there's a lot of gay couples on there, too, that post cute shit. Both the girls are beautiful all the time. I'd like, like, I'd like to be in love someday, but I feel like, you know, maybe I'm falling behind. Maybe I'm a cynic. Maybe I'm just done. I think I'm just done. <laughs> like, I feel like... 31, I would have liked to have been more put together. And, you know, I know you're not supposed to compare, and I'm pretty sure I've probably done this run-on sentence before in um, in previous episodes, but I'm going to, you know, I finally had a moratorium of the relationship with what happened between me and my ex. And uh, I know I talked, I spoke badly about him in the beginning, and now I feel really bad about it. Because, well, not really bad, because sometimes things just come from, you know, an inner sense of anger. And it's not really intentional. It's just, you know, you want to punch the person in the face. <laughs> like, just, you know, communication could have been so much better. <laughs> because it was just, it, it was communication. That's what it was. That's what it came down to. It was broken. And it never... um I don't know. It just, you know, it feels different now because, you know, you come to the conclusion of everything. Like it's been a year since I've really spoken to him and I know he still keeps in touch with my family and stuff. And I'm like, so let me just see, uh, let me just text and, you know, maybe just, you know, clear the air and apologize and whatever, whatever. And, you know, I found out some things. Wasn't too thrilled with myself, obviously. And I honestly told him that at the time that he wanted to sit down and have a conversation with me, I was too angry about what happened. And like, you know, a year later kind of sucks. And that's a lot of time to take to think about things. But, you know, I had moved on already. And but as I think about things now, like I'm trying to be better at communicating, like I'm really bad. And a lot of people know it. And, you know, the people I talk to the most are Laura and Alicia and and Alex sometimes. Um, I talk to them the most because I'm not really afraid of anything with them because they've seen me at my worst and not many people have. Like they've seen me at the point where I felt like I was going to have a nervous breakdown, like a psychotic break and need to go into a rehab facility. Like, need to be on a psych hold for, like, a weekend. Like, I've been in pretty bad low situations. Like, I've probably said this before, but I've gone through breakups before. My friend Greg, when he was alive, rest in peace, love him to death, will always love him. Uh, I went through a breakup, and it looked like I was a completely different person. Like, I looked as though I had shed my body and was just a blank page just sitting there because I would zone out, not thinking of anything, just staying in the misery and would just be sitting there and he would snap me out of it. Like just by talking like, Hey, Hey, tighten up over there. And you know, it's, it's, it wasn't 
It's what I needed. It wasn't like, let's talk about this because I'd been over the situation, over the situation, over the situation a million times with him. And nothing I did in that situation was my fault. And I always thought it had been me. Now, those people who are in my life now have seen me go through breakdowns and it's been really bad. And I've been at my worst in front of them, like absolute worst. And uh, that's why I keep my circle small. Nobody should really know that shit. And I'm telling you guys, because who are you going to (laughs) tell? You guys are going to tell your friends to listen to this stupid podcast. (laughs) By the way, we're on episode 50. I didn't even forget. I forgot to even say what episode we're on. Holy shit. Wow. I just threw myself balls deep into this episode. Um, (laughs) We're on episode 50 as I'm halfway through this episode. Holy shit. I'm so sorry. But see, that's what happens. Like I get excited. I get excited and I just dive into shit and I totally forget. But I want to move past that sad shit that we were talking about in the first half. Just wanted to let you know that I've not made amends because, you know, I never got an answer to my last text, but who cares really? Um, But I wanted to clear the air with that whole situation. And like I said, I wanted to have like, you know, the moratorium, like the, the whole ending, the conclusion. I wanted to put a finite, definite period to the sentence of that relationship. Like I just wanted it to be done. Um, but I'm proud, I'm proud of myself for what I said, because I finally had, you know, the strength and the courtesy and the common sense to speak up. And, um, you know, he did hear my episodes where I was talking shit. (laughs) And although I would say I feel bad, I just don't. Because understandably so he wasn't a bad guy. It just, you know, when someone tells you who they are, you should believe them. Okay. And that's an old adage, you know, from ways away from whoever came up with it in the first place. But he told me from the get-go that he was not ready for for this. And I kind of pushed him into it. So it takes two in a relationship to, you know, break it up or keep it together or whatever. But like, I think my love language is verbal. Because... You can show me everything, like show me, show me, show me. And I love that. I love being shown how much you love me, but I need to hear it too. You know what I mean? Like I need to hear it. Like I probably have some pent up abandonment issues, whatever, but who doesn't? Let's be serious. Someone has like a fraction of it and everybody, I just have it more. Um, Sometimes I'm not good with silences. I hate it. It makes me nervous. makes me feel like I said or did something wrong and the other person just doesn't want to tell me. And yes, immature thinking. Sometimes people just get busy. Like I've come to terms with that. Like some people are just busy. I've come to appreciate silence because it gives you a moment to think and it gives you a moment to have a sense of clarity and get a sense of yourself and how you would like to handle a situation. I think that's probably what it's been this whole time is that I've never understood that silence can always be a good thing. You don't always have to be on top of each other. Like you don't always have to be that, 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 You don't always have to be ricocheting or machine gunning conversation. You don't have to do it. Um, and that's, you know, if there are youngins out there, listen to what I'm telling you, because I feel like I've lived 
80 fucking lifetimes at this point and have learned so much. And I'm only 31. Um, silence is always good. Take a step back. Take a breather. Look at the situation. Look at the evidence. I'm a true crime person. Look at the evidence. Look at what the person is showing you. Look at what the person is telling you. Does it add up? Hold that to the side. Question it later. Like, you know, hold this question for later. Sometimes questions don't need to be asked at the same time as everything else. Try to keep the conversation on one topic. If you're, if you're arguing with somebody, if you're having like a, you know, a disconnect from somebody, you know, ask them what's going on. Like, (laughs) it's never a bad thing to hear the truth. Because let me tell you, ladies, you know that all you want is the truth in a situation. Going back to the George situation, let me tell you. All I wanted at the end of the day was the truth about what was going on because I had no idea there was another person involved in this situation. It was like a thruple, but we didn't know about each other. So it was like, it was all I wanted was the truth, man. And he couldn't even do that. And when Amanda popped up in my life last year, she couldn't get the truth out of him either. It was fucking madness. Like he just completely blocked out a half a year. Like he doesn't even know why he did half the shit he did. Or he's lying. Who knows? (laughs) But like all people want is the truth. That's it. It's that simple. And you know, at certain points you have to not be afraid to tell the truth. I told the truth about a situation and it was terrible recently. I don't want to get into it because it's so personal and I have to ask permission. (laughs) (laughs) because that's not fair anymore to just air dirty laundry like that. It's not dirty laundry. It's just, I was honest about a situation and it's been biting me in the ass for the past month. And it's like, all right, you know, take my penance, whatever. And, you know, day at a time, what can I really do? I'm not going to force a situation anymore if it's not going to happen. And I'm just making my peace with it. And, you know, taking notes to what not to do. It was a stupid mistake. You know, everybody makes mistakes and that's what life is. That's what life is. Life is a series of mistakes and experiences and sometimes they get mixed up and sometimes they separate and sometimes, you know, you do crazy shit like girls stop spying on social media. You're going to find some shit you don't want to find out. Mm -mm -mm. Not at all. You don't want to find out that shit at all. I had when the whole George situation went down. I had, uh, what you call it? So he dumped me like Halloween, (laughs) Halloween of 2017, I think 2017. I, I don't know, whoever, what the fuck ever, you know, um, it doesn't matter. So 2017, I got dumped and, uh, it's fine. It was whatever, but I, he blocked me on everything. And then of course I had my boss take a look and she spied and found pictures. And that's why I don't do it anymore. I can't, I just don't care. So 2021 is going to be the year of, I don't care. (laughs) Actually, no, 2021, I'm going to care a lot more. 2020 was apparently the year I didn't care. No fucks given. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so COVID's back in my facility. Silence is always a good thing in relationships or friendships, whatever. Gives you moments to think, okay? 
and no fucks given 2020. That's going to be my slogan if I ever run for anything, which let's face it, anybody who runs for anything at this point has so much dirty laundry, it's ridiculous. Like we're still waiting for Joe Biden to be president and it's December. Like, okay, what's next? What's happening? Like, (laughs) can we move this along? Like it's slowly but surely moving along. Okay. But you know, Melania is still showing off the tree and shit inside the White House, which is cool, but like get out already. (laughs) it's cool but get out (laughs) um cool 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 but um anyway (sighs) you know like I was saying before with like life not being what it is and how it's not fair that I am comparing my life to anybody else's because my life is my own and my choices are my own I still feel like I'm behind now I'm gonna feel like that for a minute but it's fine it's fine. If it's how I feel, it's how I feel. COVID has done some things and, you know, financially I'm not in the best position, but I'm going to bounce back from this because I have to. Um, I'm not going to sit in my misery. I'm not going to dwell anymore. I'm going to focus on making my future better and, uh, you know, picking better people, (laughs) making better choices of who I keep around. Like, oh God. What a fucking year, man. I'm so tired. I have back pain. I have shoulder pain now. <sighs> In the interest of saving money, I have stopped getting my massages. They put my account on hold. And um, I'm suffering through the pain. <laughs> it's fine. I have knots everywhere. I've been going to the gym. I don't eat food anymore because it makes me sick. <laughs> what else can I tell you guys? <laughs> uh, the best thing I can say, though, about this about this year is that I'm probably going to be ending the year with you guys right? Exciting. Like, I love you guys. You guys are the best. You guys come back week after week, regardless of me putting a repeat or not. And, you know, fantastic. You guys are fantastic. And keep being yourselves and keep listening. And uh, that's, that's all I have to say about that is I'm grateful that I can end the, uh, the year with you guys. That's what I can, that's what I'm most thankful for. How about that for a late Thanksgiving thankfulness? Because I used to go around I used to be really stupid about this. I used to be, I used to say that I was thankful for my significant other. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I got to tell you, man, these last three Thanksgivings have been the worst luck ever. Okay. I've discussed this in the last episode that there's usually something stupid, like the last live one I posted. Now, obviously not the repeat because the repeat was with my mother from December of last year. Or November of last year. I don't remember. I think it was November last year. Um, Something stupid usually happens around Thanksgiving. And it didn't fail me this year. I'm telling you right now. Like I said, that incident I described earlier about me telling the truth about something and getting slapped for it every day ever since. That's what happened. Okay? And it hasn't been sitting right with me. But, you know, I, I have to appreciate the silence. I have to appreciate the quiet in my life, the quiet in my brain, and just... Take a minute to meditate on it. You know, take a minute to breathe and stretch (laughs) because that's what you have to do in these situations. You kind of, if you're in a tight situation where you're in the wrong, which sometimes more often than not, I am. And let's, let's be honest here. That's fine. (laughs) You know why? Because it's a, it's an opportunity to grow. No, it's not a period of growth. It's an opportunity to grow from what you've done. 
and figure it out. Like figure out your situation, figure out your life, figure out what you're going to do differently to make up for what you did in the past. Like, you know, you should let the past go, but don't forget what happened because you have to learn how to grow from it. Like, what is it that you took away from the situation? What is it that you're going to make sure you never do in the situation? Like, what are you not going to do going forward? And uh, I've learned a lot about myself in the past couple of weeks. I've learned a lot about what I can deal with, what I can't deal with, what I will deal with, um, what people got to stop doing. Wow, there's a loud car outside. I hate people. <laughs> and there's the truth about that. I hate people. Um, I, I honestly just am so annoyed that every year around Thanksgiving, something stupid happens. Like this year has just been a ball of exhausting. Like I, I told one of my coworkers, her name's Lori. She's like the head of IT. And I was like, I need 2020 to trip and fall on its own face. Like trip and fall and hit his face on the concrete. Because that's what it feels like this year. Like we've just been falling down the stairs for a full year. Because when did COVID should start happening? March? Ugh. Who even remembers the time before masks? Like now every time I watch something, I'm like, yo, they're too close. Like... <laughs> Too close. Like stuff, if I'm watching something that happened like years ago, too close. Back up. Like, <laughs> uh, officially, I can say that I've seen the first signs of Christmas before like even having gotten to Thanksgiving. Uh, I was leaving work. This was last week. So I was leaving work last week. It was Tuesday, I think. And someone had those stupid little deer antlers on their car. You clip it onto the window, I think. To make it look cute. Whatever. I can't figure out why I hate that shit, but it's the worst. Why are you trying to make your car look like an animal? It's a car. Like, it's a car. Okay? I would like to have seen a deer throw itself in front of that car in protest. Maybe you'll stop doing deer shit. Because your deer car is attracting deer. You know? It's a deer magnet. Anyway. <laughs> like, what would that even look like if animals stood in protest? Like, you go to a zoo and you're like, nah, we're not performing for you dicks today. So stop looking at us. <laughs> like, yeah. like, they're just going to stand there and stare back at you like, ooh, how do you like it? Like, <laughs> Also, stop letting your kids jump into enclosures. Like, it never ends well. Does anyone remember what happened with Harambe? Like that shit was also, I looked that up. Interestingly enough, that shit happened in 2016. That's four years ago. And it feels like it happened a while ago, considering we've all been stuck on Tiger King for a really long time. And Carol Baskin was on fucking Dancing with the Stars. Like this is what 2020 is now. We're watching shit about a hillbilly running a fucking zoo, almost getting eaten. One of his co, one of his employees getting their arm eaten. Like what? Like what, what in the holy fuck 2020? Like legit, I watched Tiger King. If it was a book, I'd have read it cover to cover in a day. I watched the entire series in one day. And I was like, I can't not look away. It's like a fucking car accident. Like there's nothing else I can do besides watch this for the whole day. Couldn't even believe it. I was like, there's no way that there's nothing else I could be watching right now. And then I watched Don't Fuck With Cats. Like, I'm trying to think of all the memorable shit I watched. And then I watched the shit with uh, David Koresh. 
that was on Netflix with the um with the Mormons or the Latter Day Saints. Let me see the shit. David Koresh movie. Hang on. David Koresh. David Koresh. Whoops. Can't spell. <laughs> Koresh. Netflix. What was that? It was called Waco. Watch that too. David Koresh and his, you know. What the hell is this? What was it? Oh my god. Um Yeah, so the whole thing was ridiculous. Um It was apparently it started out on Paramount and they put it on Netflix. <laughs> Branch Davidian compound in Texas. Let me tell you something. Like I said before, I've never felt worse. <laughs> for people who are just trying to live their lives. How the fuck did the FBI get involved like that and just plow through their shit? Everybody died in there because of them. Like, that was the worst shit ever. I've discussed this already, so I'm not getting into it again. But the, the craziest shit I've watched, Don't Fuck With Cats, was insane. Like, I had to turn away during the animal scenes because I could not take it. If you haven't seen it yet, it's still probably on Netflix because it's a Netflix original. Um, That shit was crazy. Uh, they had random ass people like solving crime, <laughs> solving crime from an internet video. I was like, holy shit, man, these people are solving all the crimes. I couldn't believe how good they were at it too. Like they would freeze frame. Like they did some CSI shit where they were like zoom into the picture and be like, oh, that gas station over there. Yeah, that's over here. Like they would look up maps and shit. Like uh, what, what, what am I doing with my free time besides watching this shit? <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be watching this. Anyway, so let's go back to the Harambe thing. So uh, a three-year-old climbed into an enclosure at the Cincinnati Zoo and Botanical Garden and was grabbed and dragged by this gorilla. Now, this seems like an exaggeration because from what I recall, there was a lot of backlash for how the situation was handled. They said he was protecting the kid. But a former zookeeper said Harambe was positioning the child to be displayed how he wanted, which I think is weird. Because what does that even mean? Why would this gorilla be posturing this child in front of other people? Anyways, the conclusion of that, I feel, was the start of social justice warriors. Okay? So be a social justice warrior about shit that matters. Okay? This Harambe thing does matter because animals matter, okay? That's where that goes. One plus one equals two. Animals matter. Cut it out. That's why Don't Fuck With Cats got under people's skin. And they had to find this guy because he was upping his game every time he murdered something and went as far as to murder a person. So he went from cats to, um, I think, a puppy to a person. And it was like, um, sir, you skipped some steps. You can't just go from animal to animal to then human. That's like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's like a question mark on a roller coaster where you get to the bottom of it and you fall off. Anyway, so social justice warriors, they fight any fight to make themselves seem important. So that's it. That's what that is. SJWs. That's all they do. There's been so much of that. And like, everyone seems to be just butthurt about anything. Like, let me tell you something. The biggest social justice warrior shit I've ever seen is canceling Goya. And let me tell you, have you heard about that since? Have you heard about it since September, which is probably when I talked about it last? No. Because you know what? 
You can't fucking cancel Goya. You can't cancel Goya. It's not going to happen. What are you mad that Trump has a little bit of flavor and wants Goya in his pantry? Ugh, like get over yourself. Like who even cares? Like that's the bigger thing. Like who even cares that Trump likes Goya? Like you guys are saying we're going to cancel. I'm not buying Goya anymore because of Trump. (laughs) I can't even say it without laughing because it's so fucking dumb. Like everybody out there who stopped buying Goya is an idiot. Because unless you used all of the Goya in your house, you still have it. And Spanish people buy in bulk. Tell me different. (laughs) Tell me different. Tell me we don't buy seasoning in bulk or rice. We buy a 10-pound bag of rice that should last six months. If you're feeding two people. If you're feeding more than that, you know, it'll go quicker. But I have a 10-pound bag of rice. That should last me legit six months. Like, I think I had to buy rice when? September. And then I bought like, I don't even know why this person did this. I did not want a two ounce bag of rice, like a two pound bag of rice. And it was the stupidest size ever. I didn't even know they had a two pound bag of rice. Like, what are you doing, Canilla? (laughs) So now I'm back to the 10 pound bag. And I still have Goya. So you guys can suck a dick. (laughs) Listen. You can make your own sofrito. That's fine. You don't have to buy Goya for that. My grandmother knows how to make it. She freezes it and sometimes gives it to me. Okay? So sofrito you can make from scratch. That's fine. I want to know who's growing beans in their garden and then making beans, like rice and beans, with those beans. I know I said beans a lot, but you see what I'm getting at. Who has the time to do that? What do you want to eat dinner in six months? Hi, man. Climate is a thing. What temperature do you need? What soil do you need to grow beans? I want someone to look this up because the way people act about this shit is so asinine. Like, hey, we all work nine to five. (laughs) No one is making crops in the back of their yard, especially because, you know, farming is taking a hit too. Crops have taken a hit. Farmers are taking a hit. This whole COVID thing is killing everybody. Not, Not even literally, like financially too. Like it's killing everybody. There's still people who are unemployed. There's still people who are looking for jobs. People are definitely hiring, though, in this economy because they need employees. Because they need to keep, you know, the supply and demand going. But like I was saying before, dude, nobody's canceling Goya. (laughs) Like, I'm telling you, everybody went back to buying it. Everybody went back to, like, buying it. Oh, my God. I don't think I even finished my story about interning. (laughs) Okay. So thinking about this right now, Mm -hmm. Um, so COVID's back in my facility, like I was saying in the beginning. And as I said before, I used to intern from the spring semester from January to May. And I used to watch, uh, I used to shadow an activity specialist a Saturday. It changed every time. I was mostly in Glenmere, Cowser one time. So we're all caught up there. So when I was shadowing those activity specialists, I used to... um, 
I used to help them with activities, like planning them, not planning them. They already had them planned. I would help get the residents from their rooms, ask them if they wanted to do the activity and, you know, wheel them out to wherever the activity is being held, like the certain common areas, like there would be uh, in the dining room or in town center when we did coffee hour, things like that. Uh, I used to do eight hours. Eight hours on Saturday, and then during the week, I would do a couple hours because I needed to have, like, I don't remember how much. I think it was, like, it was triple digits, the hours I needed. But, um, so I used to, I used to get to know the residents. Sorry, I had to take a sip of water. I used to get to know the residents. And, um, two, three weeks ago, uh, this killed me a little bit. One of the residents, I a resident passed away in Glenmere and the name sounded really familiar, but I was like, please don't tell me that this is who I think it is. Because, you know, as you spend time with them and you hear their stories, cause they like to talk, um, cause they don't have anyone to talk to. Cause sometimes re- family members don't visit that often. So they don't really get a chance to hang out with family as much. Um, especially if family doesn't live in the same state. So I used to talk with them and I used to learn their stories. And the one resident that, uh, the name of the resident sounded so familiar. So I I thought back in my memory and I was like, I I know I've spent time with this resident, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. So, uh, she used to get her hair done at the, uh, at the salon when it was open. It hasn't been open because of COVID, Um, she used to, we used to play bingo. Like I used to help flick the numbers over for bingo. And, um, when they did it on Saturdays, anyway, uh, they did a happy hour. They used to do on Fridays for the residents because some of them could drink alcohol. And, uh, like I said, you get to know them, you know, their stories and stuff. You hang out with them enough. They get to know you and they wave hi to you and they're so precious And, uh, like I said, the name sounded so familiar. So yesterday I was looking at doing my wound report stuff from last week because I took off Friday. So I was off Thursday, Friday. Um, and I looked at the wound report and saw the name again. And I was like, Oh God. So I was like, let me just check. So I looked and you know, it was her, it was her, uh, the resident that passed away was one who I had hung out with and spent time with. And it was a little upsetting because I got to know her. Like, you know, you get to know these people and it's just, it's just so sad, especially with what's going on now. It's just really sad. And, uh, yeah. Um, I don't really know what else to say about it besides that. (laughs) Uh, Other things that have been happening besides that resident passing away. uh, We're doing uh, closed window visits because our facility is getting back up in numbers with COVID. It's back in my facility, as I said before. But um, I'm trying to look on the bright side of things. But that that really killed me that uh, that resident passed. I'm glad she's, you know more comfortable wherever she is. She was, she was precious. She was cute. I loved when she got her hair done because she used to get the perm and the hair was so curly. 
And you know, you know, when they're older, their hair is like all white. And it just looked cute. She looked like she had like marshmallows on her head. It was so wonderful. But anyway, um, we're doing visitation, but it's closed windows, which means family members keep to the outside while the residents obviously inside the facility and the window must remain shut. I'm pretty sure that this COVID thing is, is taking its toll on everybody because without physical contact, they're pretty much all alone. Like that must suck. I just don't understand. I ho- I am hoping that, you know, everything gets better. And you know what's funny? I I am just so tired like of COVID. I really am. Like I've said it in the beginning and I'm saying it again now because I started watching season 17 of Grey's Anatomy. And yes, you heard it, 17. I'm 31 years old. Do you know how old I was when I started watching the show? 14. Okay. So I've been watching the show for more than half my life. (laughs) So sad. So sad. And like every other woman on a Thursday. Um, by the way, I miss private practice. I rewatched that. It was still phenomenal. (laughs) Uh, you know, I know COVID is a, it's obviously a big thing, but I really wish it wasn't on my TV shows. Like Grey's Anatomy is killing me with this. Like they're showing how hard it is, obviously, for the emergency responders and for the healthcare providers and this and that. They're also showing how it's taking its toll on the healthcare providers having to see these people die left and right. And, you know, it's just TV is like my one thing to go to where I don't have to worry about this shit for a second. Because you get that little bit of stupid time for yourself, which I like to do all the time. You get that stupid time to yourself, which is when you're finally relaxing in bed, to just dumb yourself down from all the decisions you've had to make. And that is how I felt about Jersey Shore. (laughs) I used to work a full day and then come home and watch Jersey Shore and my life would be complete. Because I had been making all the smart choices all day long at my job, and I just needed to feel stupid for a couple hours. Like I needed to giggle at these stupid guidos hanging out at the beach, or getting drunk and fighting bitches in clubs, or talking about t-shirt time, fucking Pauly D, and you know, Vinny, <laughs> and fucking Snooky, and you know, what's her name, the other one. But like, you need your stupid time. Everybody needs that right now. Like you need whatever your stupid guilty pleasure show is. Right now I'm watching New Girl again and I'll probably rotate Shit's Creek in. I have to tell you though, I watched a movie with Dan Levy in it and I need a Dan Levy in my life. <laughs> I watched The Happiest Season. It's on Hulu. It's so cute, man. Kristen Stewart and this other chick. I forget her name already because she wasn't memorable at all. It was mostly Kristen Stewart and Dan Levy who stole the show in that. And uh, there was another couple mentionables, like some big names. Let me just look it up really quick because, you know, I'm trying to be quicker about getting these things together. So it was called The Happiest Season. It came out this year. And apparently, obviously, they were filming it before COVID because everybody was on top of each other. So it starred Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis as a lesbian couple, Abby and Harper. Uh, Dan Levy (laughs) was was Kristen Stewart's friend, John. Aubrey Plaza was in it. Allison Brie, Victor Garber, uh, Mary Steenburgen, Anna Gasteyer. Like so many people were in this movie. It was so good. It was so good. 
And it was so nice because Kristen Stewart played a cynic who lost her parents on Christmas and was an orphan, and she never had a good Christmas. And then her girlfriend invites her home to meet her parents and um, has to be in the closet. Like, her girlfriend forces her back into the closet, saying that Kristen Stewart's character is just her friend. You have to watch this movie. I'm definitely not going to spoil it for you. But it's so good, and I need a Dan Levy friend in my life because he's the best. He's so stupid, and he'll never not be himself in anything. Like Schitt's Creek, he was a little bit, a little bit more high strung. In uh, in this movie, though, he was actually really good. Hey, who's still himself, but still good. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's what I've been up to. I've been just, just watching. Watching holiday movies, I guess, to get in the mood. Just don't really feel like it. I just don't feel it yet. It's just going to be so devastating this year because, especially if COVID's back with a vengeance, not that it ever left, but it calmed down for a bit. But if it starts to spike again, skies, I'm out. <laughs> I am tapped out. But uh, this has been episode 50. We did 50 episodes. I'm super excited about that. Like, we're halfway to 100. I can't believe I've done 50 episodes. This, You guys, this is crazy. <laughs> we did 50 episodes together. You've been listening to my voice for over, like, ugh, I don't even know. I can't even tell you how excited I am. That's really great. You guys are really something. Um, I want to tell you to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast if you like what you hear. And please tell your family members to take a listen for the holidays, as you'll have enough to get you through the winter if you started episode one, which is horribly embarrassing because it is so difficult to get through because I don't even want to listen to it because I know I rushed that one because it was my first one. But now we're 50 episodes later and we are running like butter. It is so smooth over here or cream cheese, whatever you're into. But, um, yeah. So, uh, like I said, subscribe, rate and review the podcast. If you like what you hear, uh, I'm open to suggestions about what I should talk about next. Hit me up on my social media. Uh, it's Coco BB 20, I think on Instagram. Let me double check because I don't want to give you the wrong info. Oh, I changed it. It's queen with a W BB 31. That's my Instagram changed it. I don't know why, why don't I even change this? Who knows? Anyways, so uh, that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> QueenBB31 on Instagram. My Instagram is also synced up to my Facebook. I really don't want to, you know, give you all of that, though. Uh, my Snapchat, if you want to send me snaps of stuff you want to hear, make sure you, like, let me know that you're into the podcast so I don't think you're trying to hit on me because that shit is so annoying. Like, not to be that person, but I hate it. Mine is CocoBB25 on Snapchat. Please reference the podcast so I don't think you're some creepy creepy weirdo <laughs> um all right guys well this has been episode 50 of cuckoo with coco and of course I am your host coco uh or queen whatever you want to call me uh like yes queen but anyway <laughs> all right guys have a great rest of your day uh hope you're having a cuckoo time anytime you're listening to this bye guys bye